simple swap. Trade your <laughs> trade your card. Trade your card for a horse. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to be funny. This is supposed to be serious. Hey, I'm Maggie. I'm Pam. And I'm Laura. And you're listening to the Planetarian Life Podcast. Each week, we meet here to talk about our passion for food, our concerns for the earth, and discuss how we can align our hopes for the future while eating and living well, effortlessly. Okay, serious faces. Um, This week, we're going to talk about the thing that I actually struggle with the most, more than reducing my meat and dairy consumption, more than reducing my single-use plastics, um, more than finding my way to composting or any of the things that we can do to lighten our personal burden on the earth, and that is travel. And I mean, I, I think most everyone enjoys travel in some capacity, but there is a significant environmental cost to travel, whether you're flying or driving, even if you're taking a bus or taking the train, there's always a carbon footprint associated with moving about this planet. And horse. (laughs) If you ride a cow, it's even worse because of the horse. (laughs) If it's by... <laughs> I travel by horse. Definitely not. Travel. What a simple swap. Ride a horse, not a cow. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to be funny. This is supposed to be serious. travel and there's a significant carbon footprint associated with travel and I read recently that tourism is responsible for roughly 8% of the world's carbon emissions and half of that comes from the actual transport and then the other half comes from things that we don't even think about I don't think when we travel like um like souvenirs the goods you buy, the food food waste at hotels, um, even things like the, um, especially in the most beautiful places we want to travel, where they're sort of destroying ecosystems and nature in order to build, you yeah. know, massive hotels and restaurants and stuff and such. Um, so I just this is something that I am personally grappling with a lot right now as we kind of head into summer and we're making plans. And, you know, one of the things I struggle with most is the fact that my husband is from England. A lot of our family and some of our dearest friends live there. You know, we have, we have family all over the United States. I feel like they're 
was a time not so long ago when people really never left the town they grew up in and everyone you loved was in maybe like a 25 mile radius, maybe even smaller. But now we live in this totally globalized world where people have moved to all manner. You know, my best friend lives in Australia. My other best friend lives in England. Um, my mother-in-law lives in Long Beach, California. Father-in-law lives in England. You know, it's there. We're not, you know, we've moved a lot more with the, with the advent of globalization. And I think as we, you know, with the internet and films and movies and documentaries, like we see more of what's out there and people want to travel and see the world, which is, which is a beautiful thing and a good thing. But obviously it has a significant impact um, on our carbon emissions and on our carbon footprints. And so as I'm sort of walking the talk in all these other areas of my life, and if I leave travel unexamined, that's a that's becoming a problem for me, something that I have a hard time reconciling. And I'm like, if I'm having this problem, probably other people are thinking about it a little bit too. I definitely, I'm definitely thinking about travel and how, where we're going to go. And, you know, we're thinking about our anniversary this coming summer. And we thought, oh, it would be fun to go to Nashville or Austin uh, for the week for a long weekend. Or we've wanted to go to New Orleans. But I, I'm like, that's just an extra flight. Do I need to do that? Or is there somewhere that we can, the two of us drive? And there are, there are also statistics about and information that you can find about, you know, the carbon footprint of, for example, a 200 mile trip that's like from New York to Washington, DC. If you're one person, it's actually better to fly that distance than to drive that distance. But if you're four people in the car, it's significantly lower and it makes way more sense to drive that distance. So one thing you can do is to, if, if there's more than one person, is to drive these shorter distances as opposed to hopping on a plane. Um, but I think part of it, as with all these things, is just bringing in an awareness to to what makes the most mm -hmm. sense. I can't say that I've ever considered anything like this before. I, I haven't thought about, oh, would, would it make more sense for us to fly or drive? How many people are going? What's the carbon footprint? Um, and it's just something I'm trying to think about. And another another thing is that you know during COVID, because people didn't feel comfortable traveling or there was restrictions and you couldn't fly to other countries as freely, I think more people did find the joy of a staycation or of a more local or drivable vacation. And I remember speaking to friends about all these wonderful places that they were finding that they never even knew about that were close to them. And so as I start making plans for the rest of the year, I'm trying to sort of way up where do I need to fly or where do I want to fly versus like maybe instead of flying somewhere for our anniversary, we just drive somewhere locally. Well, there's a double problem actually, because I think during COVID we all felt like we had to stay put. And so we found these joyful places close by, but now that it's, you know, coming to an end or at least the, the seriousness of it for now, People are just like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. I want to go do something wild and fun and crazy and exotic. And, and, then, and then 
<laughs> to top that off, now gas prices and fuel fuel costs are so expensive that even driving, it's a big deal. So then I guess that makes the case for staycations and local vacations mm-hmm. and, yeah, you know, not going yeah. too far afield. But also, if you're going to travel, like I am going to fly this weekend, <clears throat> and I just used this website called sustainabletravel.org, and it, it allows you to calculate your travel carbon footprint, whether you're flying, going by car, by boat, by horse, <laughs> and how many people, you know, you type in almost like when you're searching for a flight, your beginning destination, your final destination, and then it calculates your carbon footprint, and then the cost to offset that trip. And this site actually hooks you up with three different kind of buckets of of organizations. So for clean and efficient energy, uh, restoring forests and biodiversity, and supporting communities. So job creation for protecting traditional land rights. So I think that's something that you can do. Um, And this website also gives several different ways that you can, while you're traveling, reduce your carbon footprint. So obviously considering your mode of transport and what makes sense for the number of passengers and the the miles that you're flying or driving, and they show you the pounds of CO2 emitted per passenger per mile by plane is by far the worst. Ferry is the best. Although cruise ships I hear are an absolute nightmare. Um, but, um, but also considering your lodging or your hotel and trying to stay in an eco-friendly location of places that are using renewable energy or composting, supporting those types of those businesses, as opposed to just staying at, you know, the Marriott. I think though, like if you are, if you're flying somewhere and you're staying at the Marriott, you don't have to say, well, this is what I had to do. Or like, well, this is, sorry, I'm going to offset it with $25 or whatever. There's still always more you can be doing to make your travel better. Like I think people tend to be really wasteful when they travel. They are like, well, we'll stop and get, you know, all of the snacks and the plastic drinks at the gas station or there, there are so many ways where you can plan ahead, where whether it's like packing food or packing cutlery or packing your own shampoo and stuff and not using the tiny little yeah. bottles that the hotel has to throw out after every guest. Yeah. yeah. Most hotels now allow you to, to, you know, hang up your towel so it's not being washed every day. You can say, do not disturb. So your sheets and towels aren't being, they used to wash sheets and towels in every hotel room every yeah. day. Um, there's, there's a lot of ways that you can continue to lessen your impact, even if you have to travel and stay at a place that isn't, you know, supremely eco-friendly. The other thing you can do. So obviously considering the mode of transportation, the number of people and what makes the most sense environmentally. Also, I didn't realize that it's way more, um, beneficial to book nonstop flights because most of the fuel is used during takeoff and landing. So booking nonstop flights and good news, flying economy is better for the environment than flying business class or first class. I mean, I'm never flying. Explain that. So 
the thinking is that if you're a business class seat is twice as big as an economy seat. So you're taking up more space on the plane. Mm. So these seats have a larger carbon footprint. Um, well, those aren't going to go away anytime soon. No, <laughs> but it makes me feel better about the fact that I can't even afford first class in the first place. But, um, <laughs> and also um, packing light is another suggestion that they give. The heavier your luggage, mm. the more fuel it takes to transport it. Well, there is still something to be said for even with the cost of gas, driving on a long road trip is definitely more economical than flying, than a fam whole if family you're flying. Family, yeah. Yes, if you're a family. Uh, and there's so much to be said for those road trips. I was going to say, Maggie and I are driving to our family reunion together, if it's happening. And I'm so excited because it's going to be the two of us and our four total kids and like it's an eight hour drive that's so much time we get to spend together mm -hmm. and you know flying would be faster I mean, actually I don't know if it would be from where we're going um getting to Ohio I don't, I don't know if we could even go direct but you, there's no quality time I feel like when you're like trying to get through an airport and security and sitting on a plane like no one chats on the plane yeah you know I love a good road trip so do I I think there's something to be said. I remember very long family car trips when I was younger. And I think partly it was because, you know, there wasn't financial freedom or just the excess income to pay for four people to fly places. So we often um, did every summer a long family car trip. And some of our best family memories are in the mm -hmm. car and listening to audiobooks and mm -hmm. food that mm -hmm. snacks and food and meals that mom would make for the car and what mm -hmm. we called hotel picnics where mom would even package up dinner and put it in a cooler and then we would open it up and have a hotel picnic and Sharon and I would get to watch a movie and so many happy memories in the journey. You know, people always say, you know, mm -hmm. It's about the journey, not the destination. And I feel like so much and so often it's, you know, A to B, just get there as fast or as efficiently as you can. And, and, and look, I mean, we're real enough to know sometimes you just do need to get from A to B. But I think what I'm trying to do and what this episode is really about is just being more thoughtful and mindful about like, would the, is this a time that I need to fly? is this a time that we could drive? Does it make more sense to drive? And then, you know, thinking, I mean, obviously, Laura, when we went on our, when we went on our girls weekend in October, we obviously would never have flown. It was only, you know, it was supposed to only be about two and a half hours in the car, but with Friday traffic, it ended up being about a four and a half hour journey. And I think perhaps one of my happiest memories of that trip was the drive out there. And it's one of the best conversations we've ever had was that. Mm. It was. Oh, and we, we stopped halfway there um, and did a little shopping. And, you know, it we we made it fun. We made it really fun. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being part of the trip as opposed to being a barrier to the trip or something we had to do to, you know, listen to music. Yeah. I, I just think we've lost some of that. We've lost some of that understanding yeah. that that the journey can be part of the experience it's like this this belief that you know it yeah. doesn't start until your feet are in the sand on the beach or until you've 
unpacked and you're ready to sit down and have your first mm-hmm. meal or whatever. The trip yeah. can start with the with the journey. And don't mm-hmm. get us wrong. I mean, we have had, I drove to Ohio a couple years ago and my baby cried for eight straight hours. <laughs> I mean, look, Maggie and I have driven with Nova and it's like, which one of us is going to pass the snacks and the books every two and a half seconds and the yeah. potty training. I mean, we've done it with kids. One time my parents took us on a road trip when I was a, like a teenager and my dad got so sick of us in the car that he actually flew back early. Like, got out of the car and flew home because <laughs> he couldn't stand being in the car with us. I hope he- <laughs> we were going to Colorado, so that was far. But, um, wow. you know, it's we know it's not all sunshine and roses when you're trying to mm. – sometimes you're like you're calculating what's the cost in time versus cost in dollars to fly versus drive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the cost in emissions is another factor that I don't think we were aware of or had considered much before now and now that we're aware – yeah. And I, and I think that is just the point, just being aware. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to say, Oh, I'm never going on a, a plane again, or, you know, or, or even feel guilty when you walk on a plane. It's not that at all. It's just, just being aware and making smart choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I would bring that awareness also to how you live when you're on vacation or when you're away from home. Um, I think, to a certain extent, you know, we walk out our front door and into a different place and you don't have a lot of your things around you. You know, you're, I don't have my compost bin. I don't have my bag of reusable bags by the door. You know, um, I do always bring like a water bottle. I do always bring my reusable coffee mug, but I think, I think there was a time not too long ago when I would walk out that door and be like, look, I'm on vacation for a week, you know, and you can let some of those things go, but you know, you can also still be mindful of food waste. Like your food waste at home is not any different than your food waste on vacation. Um, so, you know, sharing, you know, this things like sharing dishes at restaurants as opposed to everybody having their own big meal and then throwing away all that food or things like mm-hmm. souvenirs or things that you, that you buy when you're on vacation that you don't like, do you really need that? Does that have a place in your home? There's just so many ways. Do you even want that? Are you going to want that three days after you get home? Yeah. I think about that when people bring stuff from Disney world, I'm like, you have eight pairs of ears. Now some people wear like wear them every year. They collect them. Okay. But are you going to actually want whatever you're buying mm-hmm. once you're out of this cultural atmosphere? Yeah. Yeah. And there are ways to remember trips that don't include souvenirs. I mean, if you collect something, that's great. But yeah, you know, you can you can find a way to memorialize vacations and trips. You don't have to be a scrapbooker. Yeah. You know, you can find ways to do it that don't include just buying an object so that you have something from that location. Instead of spending money on stuff. Like spend money on the experience, you know, doing the excursion or doing, you know, having the nicer mm-hmm. meal or what. Take that money that you would spend on tchotchkes and stuff that just gets stuffed in a drawer when you get home and and spend it on the time that you have there for memorable yeah. experiences. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing that I do that people always comment on is that we have, I have a photo wall going up my staircase and every year when we do Mm. our family vacation, I once a year make 
a new photo collage, which I add to the wall. And every time that I walk up and down my stairs, I look at those pictures. And when people come to visit, or even our kids, you know, they love pointing out, you know, I remember this, or Nova just likes to point out the people in her life that she's not old enough to sort of remember. But that's a nice way to remember a trip without buying things. But that is, that's such a good idea, Maggie. Uh, And it's so easy online now, you know, to make, make a collage and have it framed and delivered. You know, I use a site called canvas pop. Well, yes. So just sort of on a final closing note, you know, this is a time of year when I think people are starting to sort of think forward to, to summer summer travel and, you know, what they're going to do between now and the end of the year. And I hope this conversation today inspires you to to think about to think about your travel and how you can travel more planetarily or in a more planetarian fashion. Um, and I'll just end with um, this travel better pledge that's on the sustainabletravel.org website, which I really liked. Um, these are the things that they recommend or that they ask people to pledge to do to lighten the footprint of my travels, to conserve the wild places I explore, to support Mm. the people and communities I visit, to respect the Mm. wildlife that I see, to celebrate cultures authentically and respectfully, and to advocate for sustainable tourism. Um, And I think, again, like if you use this as your, the North star of your, of your, travel planning, you're going to end up, you may not end up in the perfect place, but you're going to end up in a better place. And I think that's all that we can ask of ourselves is to do our best. So I'm going to sign up to do this travel better pledge, and I'm going to offset my carbon footprint for my flight this weekend. And I'm going to going forward, try and take a more critical eye and critical look at how I'm traveling and Mm. I know I'm going to end up in a better place. And again, I was saying to you, mom, the other day, like the more that we step into and live into this planetarian life, the ways in which I'm not living into this planetarian life yet stand out and really stark relief to me. And so I know it's, um, it's like a cognitive dissonance. Like I'm doing all these other things, but yet I'm not, doing this. And this is truly like the biggest thing that I need to tackle. So I'm Mm, with, we are with you on this journey. I am not in a better place than anyone else who's listening to this podcast today, but together, I think we can get to a better place. Yes. I, the, the, the one thing I would like to say here at the end is that I signed up for better world club instead of using AAA. uh, One of Laura's recommendations was to to make that your auto uh, club. And um, so I did that. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a good chat and it actually helped me to think through some of my own thoughts around this. Um, So join us next week when we'll be talking about greening up your morning routine. Mm. I was going to say it's really specifically bathroom routine, like the things that you use in the bathroom, but I didn't want to say. We're not telling you to not use toilet paper. Have y'all seen the reusable toilet paper? It's not that. Reusable toilet paper. Yeah. Hard pass. Hard pass. Um, Okay. So we'll see you next week for greening up your bathroom routine. Okay. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
Don't forget to subscribe. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you'd rate the podcast and leave a review. Also, take a minute to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Planetarian Life. Head to planetarianlife.com for more recipes and inspiration and to become a planetarian. See you next week.